love you, God. Help us, Lord, to let our light shine, God. Everywhere that we go, Lord, help us to just understand your word this morning. Help us, God, to internalize it, to walk it out in our lives every single day. We love your presence. We love your word. God, we love your correction. We love everything about you, God, and we want you to be glorified in this place this morning. We want you to be glorified with our lives. We want you, God, to be glorified in everything that we say, everything that we think, everything that we do, everything that we hear, oh God, everything that we see. Oh Lord, let that be the heart of these students this morning, that everything they do, God, they want it to bring glory to your name. They want the light to shine in every area of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, we are living, living, living in dark days. It's not getting better. Things continue to get darker as time goes on. We live in a city full of hatred, murder, greed, anger, corruption, gangs, drugs, you name it, we can add it to the list. We live in a nation right now that is being led by a man and a woman that love abortion. They love the, the murder of innocent babies' lives, the shedding of innocent blood. They love it. They love wickedness. They celebrate the things of this world. We have watched in our lifetime, and we're young. All of us are young, including myself. I'm only 33. All of us are young in here, okay? <laughs> but... We have watched in our short lifetime these agendas come into play and people, instead of rejecting it, like in the old generations, probably our parents or even grandparents, they used to see these things as shameful. But we have watched the complete opposite as these agendas have come into our city, into our nation, into our lives, into our schools. They are accepted and they are not only accepted, but they are rejoiced over. They are loved there are people celebrating these things, these policies that are anti-God. We've watched people love socialism. They're basically saying, take our freedom, take our freedom. They don't even know it. They love the homosexual agenda. You know, I remember when homosexuality um, became... To, for them to get married, it became law. I'm sure some of you guys remember that too. It wasn't that long ago where they passed the bill that they can now become married. And I remember at that time, our church, along with other good preachers, started warning, this is not where it's going to end. If you stop, if you change, rather, the definition of what marriage is, they're going to continue to change it. You can't change it and say now someone, man and man can get married and woman and woman can get married and think that's where they're going to stop because love is love. If I love my dog, why can't I marry my dog? My dog loves me. And to us that sounds silly, but that's the world we're living in right now. Literally people falling in love with their animals in the same way that they would love a human being and why can't they marry them? Why not? You can't tell me what marriage is. I just saw the other day 
three men. Three men got married, and they just had a baby. Exactly. (laughs) To us, it's crazy, but this is the world that we're living in, and people are celebrating it. Oh, look at that. That's so beautiful. That lucky baby has three dads. They're all in love. Wickedness. Wickedness. Come on, abortion. We have seen the agenda move from before, you know, abortion was, a, it was, it was not as celebrated. Now there's a shout your abortion. Be proud. Be proud that you murdered your child. You can't tell me what to do with my own body. Be proud of what you have done. I've heard of a girl on TikTok. She's a young girl that is going to abortion clinics, having abortions on TikTok, filming the whole thing and celebrating it. No big deal. Making it like, woo, you can't tell me. There goes my baby. I just killed my baby. I mean, like, literally, it's sickening, sickening what they have allowed and what they're celebrating. God hates it. I'll tell you right now, God hates it. We have watched these things come into our lives, into our schools. Now we hear defund the police, right? It's so hard not to say defend. I want to say defend the police, but that's not it. Defund the police. Come on, things that are evil are seen as good. People who are helpers are seen as bad. We're celebrating gangbangers. We're celebrating people who are wicked, and we're saying that the ones that are actually helping are the enemy. Look what the devil has done because it's deception. They're calling these things noble, abortion, homosexuality, three men getting married, men trying to be in women's sports. I mean, the things that I see on the news right now, I'm like, are we serious? Like, even my children can understand it. It's like, well, why is a man in women's sports? Well, exactly. Like, why don't you, young child, go talk to our politicians, go talk to our teachers, go talk to these adults that think they're so wise that are opening the door for this wickedness to come in. My children understand better than they do. God have mercy. Come on, evil is parading around our streets, being propped up as good, while good is being pushed back and demonized as evil. You are considered evil in the sight of the world. What you believe is considered evil and a threat to their so-called freedom. The devil has completely ravished our nation and cities with deception. They can no longer discern right from wrong. They can no longer hear us clearly when we're telling them they're going the wrong way. What they hear us saying is, I hate you. Right? Our speech is just completely seen as bigotry and hatred. We can stand in front of them and say, we love you. We don't, go to, we don't want you to go to hell. And they will see that as, I hate you. <laughs> right? Come on. And while all of this has been happening, where has the church been? For years, decades. We watched it happen so quickly. Where was the church? As the church was taking a slumber, a little nap, the devil stayed awake. While the church took a step back, the devil took a step forward in the fight of the worldviews. It wasn't so hard for him because we moved out of his way. 
He didn't have to fight so hard. People pretty much opened the door and let him have his way. We stepped aside and let him come into our education system. We let him come into our schools. We let him come into our politics and law. We let him come and, um, into our churches. We stopped preaching against sin. Started saying everybody's included. No, no, no judgment here. Here's a judgment-free zone. Come into the church. We stopped preaching the streets on the, go- the gospel on the streets. We kept the message within the four walls of the church. And even in the message in the four walls of the church, we wouldn't want to say anything to offend anybody in the church because they might leave. They might be the biggest giver. We're not going to say anything to offend them. We gave these feel-good messages that allows Christians to dim down their lights and blend in with the world. Deception. Come on, say deception. Deception has come into the church. Deception looks like someone being able to go on to church on Sunday and go live the same lukewarm life on Monday through Saturday. Deception looks like professing Christians who still watch pornography. Deception looks like disregard and disrespect for your leaders and pastors that are called to watch over your soul and give an account to the Lord. And you and I are not exempt from deception. If we do not guard our minds, if we do not guard our hearts, we will fall into the same traps that we have seen so many before us fall into. Deception is the devil's tool. And the final end of his deception is to get you to a place of unbelief. Because the Bible says, right, that it is by faith that you have been saved. It says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The Bible says that you have been grafted in through faith. So if he can deceive you a little bit here and he could deceive you a little bit here and then throw some temptation at you and you take it because you've already taken the bait of deception, eventually you're going to get to a place of unbelief and he's going to be able to take you to hell with him. That's what he does to Christians. Deception gives them a false understanding of what's really going on. Unbelief will get you cut off. And we know because the Bible tells us that the deception of our day is only going to get worse. We already see the illusion that people have, their minds and in their lives, the enemy's job, and we talk about it all the time. What is his aim? What is his one job? It's to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, does he come at us with a knife and stab us and slit our throat and say, you're dead? No. (laughs) He comes with deception. He comes with a little lie. He comes in your ear. He comes in your mind. Little by little by little till all of a sudden you're out. Come on. We have seen the church become a place where almost as much junk that's in the world is also in the church, right? The ones that are supposed to be our leaders and the ones that we look up to are having adulterous affairs, stealing God's money, doing drugs, falling into deception, allowing homosexuality in the church, pornography, lust, Divorce, gossip, slander, offense, hatred. We look just like the world. 
Our light is not shining. I feel like it's these lights, man. It's a glare. Our light has been dimmed. But let it not be so of our lives, amen? Not the ones in this, in this room right now. Not me. Let's guard our hearts. Let's guard our lives. Let's guard our eyes. Let's guard our ears, our speech. And thank God for the church that we're a part of. We take the things of God serious here. We preach the full gospel unashamed. We raise up disciples. We preach the gospel on the streets of Chicago's, we, Chicago's, Chicago. We have pastors that fear God, that live holy. We are not playing games. We are not behind closed doors looking at pornography. Your pastors are not cheating on their husbands and their wives. Your pastors are not doing those things. Praise God. But even in a church like ours, we are not above this. And we still cannot become comfortable to think, oh, because we're in such a radical church, we're safe from the deception of the enemy. We are not. We need to guard our hearts and guard our minds. Amen? Stay on guard. Come on. The devil is prowling around like a lion looking for someone to devour. So we need to be careful. And the, the song that comes to my heart is the children's song that I remember as a child. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down with love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. And it goes on to say ears. It goes on to say feet. Be careful where you go. That song's for us. We must be careful what we do, what we say. Give careful thought to where your feet are going. And we need to be the ones that are shining our light in this dark world with the light of Christ that is in us. The Bible says that we are the light of the world. So let your light shine. Amen? Come on, put your light out. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Marco always has, always has a joke. All right, let's go to Matthew 5. Matthew 5, verse 14. Let's see who can get there faster. Probably you. There you go. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. To shine means to give off light, right? Each of us are responsible for our shine. Tell your friend that. You're responsible for your shine. Tell them. I don't hear you. That's right. You are responsible and completely in charge of letting the light inside of you shine and not covering up when others come around. And what I think about when I think about a dimmer and a shining light, I have a dimmer in my bathroom at home in both of them. And if you wake up in the morning and I open my eyes, when we didn't have it, you turn on the light and you're like, ugh, like it's too much, right? You need to turn it off so that your eyes can adjust better. But if I actually go in there and I dim the light all the way down and turn it on, it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't phase my eyes. My eyes adjust immediately. And I feel like that is the same significance spiritually in our lives. 
Because if we choose to walk around with our dimmer and go all the way down, sinners around us will feel real comfortable. There will be no shock factor. There will be no, oh, that's too much for me. If sinners are around you and they are not having that moment of, oh, I don't like what you're saying, I don't like what you're giving off, then we are not shining bright enough. We need to shine our light bright. People should be so uncomfortable when we start speaking, when we are around. They should not feel comfortable to continue in their sin. They shouldn't feel comfortable to have a dirty joke with you and know you're going to laugh at it at the lunch table or at work. They should know this one is shining bright. I'm going to stay away from them. Come on. And we have to understand, too, just our shining bright, our, our light shining bright is not just to make sinners uncomfortable. The entire goal is to give God glory. That's what the scripture says. It says, so that they see your good works and they will glorify your Father in heaven. We want to give God glory. And in, the, in giving God glory, we're going to make sinners uncomfortable. Amen? Come on. We are called to be the light of the world because our God is light. In 1 John 1, 5 through 7, it says, this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Hallelujah. Come on. God is light. There is no darkness in him. Therefore, we are also light and there should be no darkness in us. And the way that we shine and the fellowship that we have with one another should be proof that we have been purified by the blood of Jesus. John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke against the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. I love that. He said, I'm the light of the world. But then he also said, you're the light of the world. So we are like Jesus in this world. What an honor. What a privilege to be a co-laborer with Jesus on this earth. What a privilege for him to say, I'm the light, but you're also the light because I am in you. And we're going to shine bright together. John 1, 7 through 9 says, He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that th it, through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, and this is talking about John. John was not the light. He himself was not the light, but he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus is the true light that will give light to everyone. We are witnesses of the light, and we know later on Jesus said, you are also the light. John 12, 46 says, believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may be children of the light. If we have the light inside of us, we are children of the light. And we know what the Bible says about when we're children of the light, we're not children of the darkness. When we're children of God, we're not children of the devil. You can't be a child of God and a child of the devil. You cannot be a child of the light and a child of darkness. We must be children of the light with, with lights that shine bright in this world. Amen? Amen. So don't let your light be dimmed. Light and darkness cannot be mixed. 
they don't get along. If one is there, the other is not, right? When you walk into a dark room, if there's no light on, it's dark in there. When you turn on the light, the darkness is gone. You don't have a mixture of some dark, some light. If there is a light, that darkness flees. You cannot have both in your life. So do not allow your light to be dimmed. Well, here's a few things that will dim out your light. Let's turn to Philippians 2, 14 through 16. It's not... See, I'm going to beat you there. Let's see. Philippians. <laughs> Come on. It says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine. Come on, say shine. Shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. What will dim your light? Grumbling, complaining, arguing, being a fault finder. You want to dim your light as a child of the light? You will dim it real quick acting like that. You will become with fault and you will be a part of this warped and crooked generation. That's what they do. They complain. They fault find. They argue. They're offended over everything, every which way. Have you guys learned that yet? You're a part of a generation that is offended at every single thing. You could say white and they're offended. You could say black, they're offended. You could say yes, they're offended. It doesn't matter what you say. They're arguers. They're complainers. They're grumblers. This is no way for the people of God to act. Come on, let's not have them look at us and say, you're at fault. We must be blameless. We must be pure in this wicked generation. Please turn to Romans 13, 12. Say, don't be petty. Don't be petty. Don't be like this wicked generation. Romans 13, 12. It says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Come on, put on your armor of light this morning. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissensions and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Come on, that will preach right there. You need to live like it's always daylight outside. You need to live like the, the light of the flashlight of God is always on your life, always on your thought life, always in your bedroom when you're by yourself. The light is shining on you. You better be the same person you are here than you are behind closed doors. Not doing what the world does. Not saying I'm a child of the light and acting like a child of darkness. Rather, clothe yourself with Jesus Christ. If you are clothed with Jesus Christ, you will not be sexually impure. If you clothe yourself with Jesus Christ, you will not be a jealous person comparing yourself to your neighbor. Do not be like the world. And it says here, do not even think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. 
You will always have desires of the flesh. You will always have this body of death until we die, right? You're always going to be tempted. You're always going to be pulled away by your evil desires. But the Bible says don't even think about how to gratify that. Put it to death. Children of the light, put it to death before you even start to meditate on it. I don't even want to think what it would be like if I could just get a little something, something. I don't even know what to say there. <laughs> I remember um, probably the thing that I have been tempted with. I'm not going to tell you all my temptations, but one of the things after I got saved and even still sometimes that I get tempted with is like smoking a cigarette, which you will be surprised at, right? I used to be addicted to cigarettes. So there are moments in stress or when I'm overwhelmed that that thought will come into my mind, just smoke a cigarette. And then I think to myself, I don't, I try to take the thought and I'm like, I say to myself, well, because then I hear a lie, well, who would know? Who would know? If I go home, I live... I live so far away, first of all. If I, I could go find the little bog or whatever's over there by me, I can go find a secret place. I could smoke a cigarette. Nobody would ever know, not even my husband. He's at work, give my children. You know, I, I could find a way if I wanted to do it. So I hear that lie come into my head. Who would know? And I always say back to it, God would. And I know as soon as I would do something like that, I would be so convicted. I would have to be... I would have to confess, and then I would have to go through restoration, and then I would have to stand before you guys and be like, I smoked a cigarette, like so stupid, right? But we shouldn't even think, when those thoughts come into my head, or that moment of like, man, that would, that would really satisfy my flesh right now, I shouldn't even think of, how would I get away with that? How would I do it? What would, what would the, what, how can I scheme around and, and make that happen? Oh, we must behave. Say, behave yourself. That, that's something that I'm always asked in our staff. Pastor Joe asks us all the time, and we know what he's asking. Do you, are you behaving yourself? It's like, yes, I am. <laughs> Come on. Let us always be able to say that, though, with a clear conscience. When someone asks us that, are you in sin? No, I'm not. Are you behaving yourselves? Yes, I am. Let us say that with a clear conscience. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Galatians 5, 19 through 21. These are the things that will dim your light. The first thing was grumbling, complaining, arguing. The second thing is allowing the sinful nature to take over, having a thought life that actually tries to figure out how am I going to do these acts of wickedness. And we all know the acts of the sinful nature, they're obvious. We don't just trip into sin one day. They are completely right in front of our face, and so many people just step back and take a right, right dive right into it, right? They're not like, oop, I fell into sin. No, you chose. You chose that sin because you love sin. That's why people choose to sin, because they love it. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, those that live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those that live like this are not the children of the light. Stay away from the acts of the sinful nature. 2 Corinthians 6.14 
Don't let your light be dimmed. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. I'm going to have to use my Bible. Oh, there you go. It says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? This is talking about being yoked together in relationship or in anything. It's a warning against idolatry. Do not put yourself together with anything that is wicked. You don't have anything in common with this world. You do not have anything in common with people of the world that are doing wicked acts. Your job to the wicked is to preach righteousness. Your job is to preach the gospel, not to get in bed with them, okay? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers in relationship, in marriage, in boyfriend and girlfriend, but also just in normal relationship things. Like you don't want to be yoked together with a wicked, wicked sinner. Can you please turn to John 3, 19 through 21? Thank you. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that they be, may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Ooh, how many in this room could say Jesus can shine his light in the most darkest secret places of my life because I have nothing to hide? Come on, that is a testimony that you want to have. But whoever lives in the truth comes into the light and they are not afraid. They say, show it plainly, Jesus. Show what I've been doing because I've been doing everything in the sight of God. When I'm behind closed doors, I know I'm still in the sight of God. When I'm at work, I'm still in the sight of God. When I'm at school, when I'm doing my homework, when I have my book right there and it tells me it's not an open book, but I still open my book, nope, I'm in the sight of God. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to do those things. Come on now. Everything that you are doing be done in the sight of God. And if God were to shine his light on it in front of everybody and expose it, what would you do? Would you say, oh no, or would you say, praise God, I've been doing it in the sight of God. I have nothing to fear. There is nothing that light has in common with darkness. And don't be deceived. Those who do what is evil hate the light. The Bible says, if you love me, obey my commands. If we are not as children of the light, if we are not obeying the commands of God, do you know what that means? That means that we do not love God. Our love for God will be shown through our obedience to him. I want you all to be able to have this testimony that I have done everything in the sight of my God. I am holy in the sight of my God. I am righteous in the sight of my God. Everything that I look at, everything that I listen to, everything I put my hands on, everywhere my feet go has been done in the sight of God. I have nothing to hide. Come on, let your light shine. Don't let your light be dimmed out. 
the way that we can let our light shine. So those are things that can dim your light, right? Being grumblers, complainers, arguing, walking in the darkness, being, being yoked together with unbelievers, obvious sins that we put into our lives, that we allow to come into our lives and our hearts and our minds, thinking about how we're going to gratify the desires that we have in our flesh. These things will dim your light. But let your light shine. How do we do it? It's not rocket science. You walk by the Spirit of God. You are led by the Spirit of God. Can you please turn to Ephesians 5, 1 through 20? I'm going to read this whole thing. It says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there not, might not even, there must not even be a hint, a hint of sexual immorality of, or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, idolater has, many, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient." Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Live as children of the light. And I love this right now, right here. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Come on, say goodness, righteousness, and truth. That is the fruit of the light. If something is not good, if something is not righteous, if something is not true, you know that it did not come from the light. It is of darkness. It is wickedness. Everything that you do in the light should be good. It should be righteous and it should be true. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, wake up, sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs in the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? 
Amen. So we follow God's example in the way that he is walking in love. We walk in love. We do not allow a hint of sexual immorality, impurity, and greed to come into our lives because that is no way for God's children to live. We do not allow foolish talk, coarse joking to come from our mouths. We don't laugh at it. We don't take part in it because that is not good for God's holy people. We are not partners with people who are disobedient. We live as children of the light, and the fruit of the light in our lives is goodness, righteousness, and truth. We don't take part in in wicked deeds, but we expose the wickedness of this world. When we walk in, we shine our light bright, and it exposes everything around us. It gives people the wow factor. It makes them shocked in the moment because it's like, that's too bright for my eyes. That's too bright for my sin. We need to expose the deeds of darkness. And then we watch our lives because we know that we're not above this thing. The devil is a liar and he will deceive you just like he deceived the person that left this church. Amen. I have watched my friends that went to Bible college with me no longer serving Jesus. I can name probably about 10 of them that were just like you sitting in these chapels, sitting in this church, being rebuked, corrected, being loved, finding even their spouse here, ended up dumping their spouse and go finding another woman or another another husband. Wickedness. You are not above this thing. Watch your life. Understand God's will. Do not get drunk on wine. That is repeated so many times. Drunkenness is not something that children of the light do. We believe in this church, obviously with SUM, we do not partake in the, the gift of alcohol. But we believe in moderation, and we believe that every person has the Holy Spirit inside of them, and they should be able to know how far to go, when not to drink, when to drink, that kind of stuff. I mean, every person should have, be able to walk that line with the Holy Ghost. There are people that should never drink again, people who have dealt with alcoholism. I mean, people should be able to be mature enough to know when to do it, when not to do it, how much to have, when to stop, all of those things. But the Bible is very serious about drunkenness. You hear it over and over and over again. Do not be drunk on wine. Why? Because it leads you to a nasty lifestyle. All of a sudden, you're going to be doing some crazy stuff. You see a video the next day like, dear God, I didn't know that I was doing that. There are things that I did before I, got, before I was saved when I would get drunk that I am so ashamed of because your mind is not right. You think you look great. You think you look cool, but you actually look like a fool. Do not get drunk. Amen? Instead, be filled with the Spirit of God and always be thankful for everything. There should never be a time where you stop saying, thank you, Jesus. There should never be a time where there's something that you are not thankful for. There is always something to be thankful for, and it will guard your heart, and it will guard your mind. No matter what the circumstance is, no matter where you are in life, I'm telling you, when you find yourself in a hard time, when you find yourself in a place where you think everything's going wrong, I want you to sit down with a pen and paper and write everything that you're thankful for in Christ Jesus. It will help, I'm telling you. There's always something to be thankful for. There is always a blessing that God has given you that you are overlooking. So do not allow the enemy to come in and deceive you. Amen?
The fruit of the light is goodness, righteousness, and truth. And my last encouragement to you before I close, what will help you in keeping from deception is to stay close to your pastors and your leaders. How do you know you're being deceived unless someone tells you? How do you know you've been deceived unless somebody's saying, hey, you're, you're believing a lie right now? You need pastors and leaders in your lives. And we have watched people, even in this church, that were shining their lights, making disciples, doing their thing. And little by little, somewhere, they allowed the devil to get a foothold. They allowed the devil to deceive them. And what did the enemy do? He took them away from their pastors and leaders so that they can no longer hear what we have to say. And they're self-deceived. They're deceived by the enemy because he wants nothing more than you not to shine your light. He doesn't want you to have an influence in this world. He doesn't want you to shine bright for Jesus. So if he can deceive you and he could take you away and he can dim you down a little bit, he'll have his way with you. Stay close to your pastors and your leaders. Amen? Amen. So let's guard our hearts. Let's guard our minds. Jesus said that we are the light of the world, just like him. Darkness and light have nothing in common. Don't allow your light to be dimmed in this world. Let's live according to the Spirit of God. Stay in step with the Spirit and stay close to your pastors and the leaders in your life. Amen? Let's stand to our feet and pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. Oh, God, we don't want to be dim in this dark world. Lord, we want to shine bright. Lord, we want to walk into a room or walk into uh, different circumstances and there to be a wow factor because the light of Christ is shining so bright. And we know, God, that we're not just shining, Jesus, for ourselves so that we can have a name, so we can have a title, so we can shame sinners, but it is to bring you glory. Oh, Lord, help us to guard our eyes. Help us to guard our minds. Help us to guard, oh, God, where we go, what we see, what we do, what we say, oh, God. We want to glorify you in everything that we do. Help us, Jesus, not to mix the darkness with the light. Help us not, oh, God, uh, to gratify the desires of our sinful nature, God. Help us not even to think about how to gratify the sinful nature, Help us to say no to temptation. Help us, O oh God, in all that we do, Lord. Help us, O oh God, to recognize the fruit of the light, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Help us to stay in step with the Spirit of God in all that we do. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray that it would penetrate our hearts this morning. Oh, that it would convict us in the places that we have been wrong, in the places that maybe we've been complacent. God, would you convict? Would you correct? Would you use your word, oh God, to rebuke and correct us this morning if that's what's needed? Help us to be children of the light everywhere we go. Let us not be ashamed of the light, Jesus. We want to shine bright for you in this dark world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.